the fire. What's happening in the public schools is just unbelievable. So here we have a case of Coach Kennedy, and it's just outside of Seattle, Washington. This coach made a commitment to God that he would give thanks after every game, whether his team won or lost. And in a time when we need strong male role models, in a time when we need men of strength, of good character, of integrity, men of faith, men of prayer, the state has decided to fire him just for praying after the game by himself. I mean, this is ridiculous. Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. The doctors are in. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. And welcome to Through the Fire, where we are on the case, tackling the tough issues and the chaos of the culture today with some psychological and theological explanations and applications. And today, we're bringing you some good news from the news. Good news from the news. That's pretty amazing. I mean, after all, isn't all news bad news? I mean, reporters don't report when the crisis is over, when the violence is down, or when the weather is Good. Well, maybe they do report when the weather's good straight up. But, you know, you get my meaning, right? (laughs) Yes. I mean, just the other day, you and I were talking about some of the writers that we respect and admire who, you know, provide commentary on the news and the issues of the day and how they were talking about going away for a week or so and, you know, just disconnecting and cutting off, you know, the newspapers and the radio and not looking at their cell phones for news. And they came back really refreshed and uplifted, right? Right. But today, so today you want to talk about good news, Supreme Court cases. I mean, what's up? What if is there good news in the news? Well, it is true. Most of what we're told is skewed towards the negative and the issues that we cherish, things like religious liberty, the sanctity of life, marriage, educational freedom. Even when good news is happening there, they don't tend to get reported or they get reported as bad things. Um, Just look at how they reported Mm -hmm. a few weeks back. You know, we had the March for Life in D.C. And no matter how great that march is and it's greater, it's amazing how positive it is, how many people are there. uh, It usually gets reported reported negatively or they don't report at all. So I think that's why we do need to hear good news in the news when it happens. And that's why programs like this through the fire and platforms like Family Vision Media, uh, you know, we'll keep digging for you and tell you about the good things uh, that you might not hear elsewhere. Right. I mean, we'll find the good news even in the news, right? (laughs) Right, right. We'll dig deeper. We'll even go directly to the source to try to inform you about things that you might not hear otherwise. Yeah, and that's what I'd like to talk about today. I mean, last week on my radio program, The Liberty Alert, uh, which you can also hear on Family Vision Media website if you go there, I interviewed Kelly Shackelford, the lead lawyer from the Liberty Institute. Now, if you don't know who he is, this is the person who this year is arguing some of the most significant religious liberty cases before the Supreme Court. And on that interview, he said, and I quote, concerning religious liberty and the court's protection of it for the church. Now, here it comes. He said, this is the greatest time in his lifetime. Mm. And I said, what? You know, greatest time? Haven't you heard the news lately? I thought that Christians were under siege with virtually no protection. Well, that's the point. I mean, and again, I got to be clear here. There are forces in culture and politics Mm -hmm. that are trying to silence the church. But he said, at this moment in time, the court, the Supreme Court's reaffirmation of the First Amendment, 
and its protections for the church, it, it's pro-religious freedom, unlike any time since our founding. So, well, okay, let me explain. Um, remember that case, the Bladensburg case, that was right. that, that cross in Maryland, right? Right. He said, that was a case where this atheist secularist group demanded a public display of a cross in Bladensburg, Maryland, be removed. It had been there for like 100 years or something mm-hmm. like that. And in that particular case, and it was a huge foundational case overturning something called the Lemon Law kind of thing. Well, in that case, they lost. <laughs> and sanity and religious liberty won. And that fundamental case, and this is what Shackelford said, changed everything. So here's the bottom line. Because of Bladensburg, there's still lawsuits out there demanding manger scenes being taken down or any expression of thanks to God for his providence be deleted from public uh, entities or whatever, public displays. And even things like the Ten Commandments being removed, those cases now are either being won or overturned in in favor of pro-religion First Amendment protection, not this pro-secular government abuse. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't know that, would we? Because we don't hear about that on the news. Right. And if we do, it tends to be played down or diminished or talked about negatively. And, and that's what I, I thought it'd be good to share with our listeners some of the exciting news that is happening before the court right now. So, you know, amidst the Biden regime and whoever you voted for, I just need mm-hmm. to tell you that his platform is hostile to religious liberty. It's constantly attacking the Christian worldview and its policies and executive orders. And cases are being tried right now. That will prevent such things from happening so that people of all faiths, again, especially people of the Christian faith, will no longer have to fear reprisal from a hostile government or hostile court system. So we've just seen this in in, in the last month. We saw the Supreme Court's ruling concerning vax mandates and the Navy SEALs or the vax Mm -hmm. mandate in private business. The court ruled that the government, especially the president, and everybody should appreciate this, he can't just make up a rule and enforce it on people as if he were a king or a monarch. It doesn't work that way in a constitutional republic. Right. And people need to be reminded that this is not a pro-vax or an anti-vax ruling. This is about the issue of who decides those things that are going to happen in your life. This is about the freedom to choose what goes in your body and what doesn't. And knowing that all that we know about COVID and Omicron, which we still have a lot to know, Mm -hmm. um, it's time for people to realize that they can and should assess the risks of the disease. and assess the risks and the rewards of the vaccines, you know, with respect to age, gender, ethnicity, and talk with their doctors about treatments and determine the course of action for themselves, their families, and those whom they love. But those weren't really the cases that you were wanting to talk about today, were they? (laughs) No, I just brought that up to tease you because you can't stand talking about COVID anymore. (laughs) And I'm so over it. I'm (laughs) so tired. She wants it to be done yesterday. Um, But I just wanted to slip that in. But uh, uh, the thing for me, though, is that there is good news out there. And so, you know, number one, we talked a little bit about the Dobbs case before, and that's that pro-life case in December, and it's going to be a huge ruling in June. But there are other cases, and right now, three of them. The Coach Kennedy case, Mm -hmm. Kennedy versus Bremerton School district. We'll talk about that. The main school choice case, which is about who gets to educate your children. And then the Boston flag case, uh, Shirtliff versus Boston. All these things are being heard before the Supreme Court and, and religious liberty. These are religious liberty cases that They'll, they'll really close the door, almost like the final door, on silly litigation against public displays of the Christian faith. You know, we've endured uh, soft persecution that's been happening for the last several years, and these cases take that head on. 
Yeah, and each one of those cases is foundational, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one that is really near and, and dear to me, uh, that, and that's the main case. Okay. Uh, on its face, it's about whether or not a Christian school can receive voucher money for the state like any other private school Say in Maine. Say that again. Yeah, like any other school. Yeah, any other school in Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me explain this. Okay. It, Maine, the state of Maine, because of the rural nature of, of it, often can provide public schools where they are needed, like small towns and rural parts of the state. So they have a program that allows for parents to take the money that would have been spent on their student and take that to the school of their choice. Not a problem. Great, right? Right, right. That is until the state decided that only a Christian school was prohibited from receiving the funds. Why? Because they teach religion, and they, they have declared them sectarian. Mm-hmm. So it's a clear case of bigotry here against the Christian schools and against the Christian worldview. All other schools, all of them people, can receive these funds as always. And have. A- a- absolutely. Right. And so to me, this go- I mean, it's important, and it goes even deeper about who has the right to educate your child and make those kinds of decisions. And, I mean, parents really need to step up and, and open their eyes because with the kinds of things that are being taught in our public schools today, the propaganda that's happening um, there with CRT, you know, critical race theory, gender identity, socialism, uh, Mm -hmm. revisionist history, um, political correctness, non-critical thinking, group thinking, all of these kinds of things are being shoved down your your child's mind and throat. And, you know, parents need to realize that. And so, it does. Um, this case has a huge potential for the outcome, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, again, it's the next domino to fall because Bladensburg sets the course, sets the direction, and these start to tie, you know, to, to, to tie things down even more tightly. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you think about this, uh, if this case actually comes to fruition like we think it will, it actually could set the tone then to finally deal with the, the whole school issues. Mm-hmm. And we, we've talked and we'll talk about that as well in our programs in the future. But to actually give parents the responsibility and the choice to what goes into the minds of their children. And maybe this will be the wall of protection for the church mm-hmm. against an encroaching state. Now, you know, the other case that we talked about before preliminarily was the Dobbs case. And that was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and we even had uh, lead lawyers on the Liberty Alert talk about that case and how it's playing out. And so even that one's going to the heart of Roe v. Wade, asking the question, does the state have the power to kill people just because they're vulnerable? And folks, all these cases are about what the state's role is. It doesn't say that you can't do certain things, and it doesn't impede your freedom whatsoever. So if that ruling comes to fruition, that's going to be a huge ruling. And uh, it's really exciting, you know, because when you talk about what these rulings are doing, they're talking about religious liberty and actually empowering citizens to live Christian lives or to live lives of freedom and service to their neighbor. And mm-hmm. I think that's the other case we want to talk about, the Coach Kennedy case. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, w- what's going on with that case? I mean, that one's also pretty near and dear to you too, isn't it? Oh, it really, really is. I mean, I've worked in public schools and, you know, so secular schools and also private schools. And this one, I mean, the, what's happening in the public schools is just unbelievable. So here we have a case of Coach Kennedy, and it's just outside of Seattle, Washington, right, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. And back in 2008, uh, this coach made a commitment to God that he would give thanks after every game, whether the game his team won or lost. He would mm-hmm. give thanks to God for the opportunity to be a football coach, and he would give thanks for his players, and he'd give thanks for the other players on the other team and the coaches there as well. And, and he was inspired to do this after watching the movie Facing the Giants. And he decided to do this, and, and he kept that commitment, and he did that all the time. And 
what happened was eventually there was an uh, an opposing team, right? Right. Yeah, someone in the stands from the opposing team. Now. Yeah, made a comment, complimented him. Yeah, they loved it. Right. Well, that somehow <laughs> brought his actions to the attention of the school board. Right. There, the school boards decided, well, we can't have you doing that anymore. And if you're going to pray, make sure you don't pray with any of the players. Right. And they did, they felt like that was coercive or something. Now remember, he never compelled anybody to pray with him. They no. actually said, Coach, can we pray with? With you. Right. And so he let him. Well, then they said, you can't do that. So right. he then said, what? Well, okay. The, yeah. So they said, as long as you pray by yourself without right. any players. He said, fine, because his commitment was for him to pray. For and he was okay like that for yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, then they came back and said, no, you can't pray at all because just having people see you. People see you praying. Right. So is... you can do it in secret where no one can see. Can you believe that? <laughs> and remember, you he was a Marine, right? Yeah. I mean... So he was a Marine. So people said, well, why don't you just let it go? What's the big deal? He said, no, I willfully gave up my life. I was willing to give my life up for people's religious freedom. So how can I do anything less for this? Right. I mean, he's taking a stance. This is not a guy who's just creating waves or anything. He is a, a really committed man. He knows what the importance of this. And in a time, Greg, in a a time when we need strong male role models, right. in a time when we need men of strength, of good character, of integrity, men of faith, men of prayer, the state has decided to fire him just for praying after the game by himself right. on the 50-yard line. And and the school board said that it was not only wrong, but detrimental for the community to have him do that. I mean, this is ridiculous. Well, and that's, to me, that's what I, Christians and non-Christians, too, should be out, outraged about this. It's crazy. This coach is being caricatured as seditious, mm-hmm. as a nefarious actor, because he's praying after the game. We must punish this. We must stamp this evil out, fire him again, mm-hmm. like you said, which they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that we uh, as a society are going to have to deal with in our mm-hmm. schools, in our media. The Christian faith and its worldview is being demonized, caricatured, ridiculed. There's even legislation in the Democratic-controlled House right now mm-hmm. called the Equality Act that would make certain teachings of the church illegal, criminalize traditional moral teachings of the church. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, enough, folks. Enough of this, because this worldview, the Christian worldview, uh, some might call it the Judeo-Christian worldview to encompass the whole Bible, mm-hmm. uh, has produced the most tolerant, diverse nation in the whole world, and generally has been a positive force in life, even in the lives of those who don't believe it, but live under its principles. And let me tell you the principles. Sanctity of life, equal mm-hmm. justice under the law, let the punishment fit the crime, strong families equal strong communities. These principles actually have been a real blessing. And so we need more of that. We need more freedom to see more of that. Right, right. Well, the final case, well, one another case, mm-hmm. the Boston flagpole case. Which oh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It, which is better known as a shirtlift versus Boston. Mm-hmm. That one also gets to me. Uh, in fact, all these cases that we're talking about today. I was going to say, really, these have all gotten to you. <laughs> really? I'm sure. They should get to everybody, <laughs> well, actually. Right. I mean, the discrimination is so blatant. In this case, I don't know how Boston really thought that they could get away with this. So here's the situation. And this is, uh, so the city of Boston manages three flagpoles in the front of City Hall. All right. Mm -hmm. These three flagpoles typically fly on one flagpole, the American flag and the POW MIA flag. And on the second pole is uh, the Commonwealth flag of Massachusetts. And on the third one, a local flag will be flown. And um, people will petition uh, the city hall there to fly a flag for a brief period. And it's usually in conjunction with some event that's happening there. So 
No problem, right? So in 2017, Harold Shutliff, uh, he had an organization called Camp Constitution, and he petitioned to host an event there at the Boston City Hall where and, and to have a, a Christian flag raised on that third pole. Put it on that pole, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he asked uh, members of the clergy from around the re- area to speak about the religious history of Boston. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, because there is a religious history to Boston. Uh, huge. Right. The Commonwealth of Massachusetts uh, and the Constitution. Well, he was denied. And all of these years that this has been going on, yeah. that is the only request and, that and has ever been had, denied. They'd have, they've had the, the Communist Party flag. Absolutely. They've had other uh, na- nation Contra- flags. Yeah, up, controversial uh, Other flags. controversial flags and all that. Because it, the whole goal was, if this is in our community, we fly the flag. And that's the one they this did This is the not. only one that they said no, absolutely ever. not. Ever. That's ever, right. right. That They have never said no and been denied. They've never denied an organization. like, And they did this one. Wow. So he's bringing it before the Supreme Court. And, I mean, this is huge. This is a case that everyone should be looking at because, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't seem like it's good news, but it actually is because it's coming up, uh, the, you know, in front of the Supreme Court. Right. Um, and like you said at the beginning, you know, that we are already living in the best of times for religious freedom in this country. And so these cases seem to say the battle is actually raging. And how can it be so positive when it doesn't appear that way, Greg? Well, I mean, yeah. So as you're talking about this, you know, if, if everything's going so great, uh, then why are we these cases going on? You know, yeah. and so that's a good question, because that was my question mm-hmm. to Kelly Shackelford mm-hmm. and, and at First Liberty. And and he said, again, you know, this is the best time. And he said, because these are what he calls fallout cases. Mm-hmm. Like the Bladensburg was the main one. That was the main battle. About the cross. To, yeah, about yeah. that. And then um, he, he, he talked, again, he said right now, for instance, there's a community that wanted to put something on one of their monuments uh, out in front of the courthouse or something like that. And it talked about their dependence on God mm-hmm. or their providence with God and, and some group said, you can't do that. Your separation of church and state, blah, 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 Mm. blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they took it off. They took the words out. And then uh, uh, Kelly's people or someone called uh, Liberty Institute or First Liberty Institute. And Kelly said, no, they can't do that. They can't Mm -hmm. they can't make that statement. You can put those words on if your community wants to do that. Mm -hmm. And so they actually put the words back on the monument. So, again, fallout cases. Bladensburg sets the new direction, and now we have to honor that new direction. Now, think of this, though. But why? This is the will of the people. This is the heart of the people. And religion and faith are parts of of the heart of our nation because Mm -hmm. uh, religious liberty, folks, is the foundational liberty for all other liberties. So he said uh, these are like skirmishes after Mm -hmm. the main battle is won. Mm, that so that's is why make, that's what makes it so good. That doesn't yeah. mean, and, and again, and even if we win all these things, there's still a lot of work to do to actually love and care for people. You know those kind of things. Right. But the big battle legally has been won, so that allows you to go out there and be the Christians that Christ wants you to be. Right. And you were saying before that a lot of people think that you know the separation of church and state is about you know the state being protected from religion, right. when it's the other way around. It's the other way around. Yeah, the and that's of, the, yeah. so the misinterpretation uh, of what right. that means, right? right? And that's what I think we're seeing. Like with the, the the case in Boston, right? And you know, it's they amazing. just decided just because the church, we got to keep the church out, and we're saying no, no, we have to keep you in your place. Right. That's the First Amendment. That's right. And let right. let religious liberty, uh, people motivated by faith and love, let them do the things that they need to do and keep mm-hmm. the state out of that. That's a much better world to live in. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. You know, now as Christians, we need to realize that. 
these are battles that have been won, like you were saying, mm-hmm. um, in protecting our rights and responsibilities to be God's people freely in this country. Right. But the battles are not over. Now the real work is upon us, yeah, right? The, the battles, so the battles in, in the courts and stuff like that, we got to fight those. Well, mm-hmm. if, if we win those, then the service begins, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just say, hey, now what a joy to know that you can go about serving your neighbor in Christ's name without fear of government coercion and harassment to the contrary. So now get to work. We can build our schools, our churches, our preschools, our homeless ministries, our retirement homes, our community centers, all which seek to care for more than just the body, but the soul and the heart. And I think that's a good thing. And like I said, this is a good time for good news. Mm-hmm. But what a joy. What a joy. Right? Absolutely. And as always, remember there are two kinds of fire in the world. The one that burns and consumes. And the one that burns and empowers. May God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire. Till next time, little embers, I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. See you, See you soon. soon. <laughs>